previously in the Bible. All the water in the river turned to blood. Festering, pus dripping, bloody boil, flowering forth <laughs> on man and animal. A gloomy darkness enveloped all of Mitzrayim for three days. Oh man. Hashem struck all of Mitzrayim's firstborns in the middle of the night. In the middle of that day, Hashem took the sons of Israel out of Mitzrayim in their legion. For thousands of years, we've been under the impression the Bible was meant to be taken seriously. Finally, a new translation that'll change all that. This is Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible! Yeah! Live theme song and everything! Oh my god, welcome to 20, episode 26, as I knock the mic. Episode 26 of Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible with me, David Tuckman, coming to you from Beauty Bar in front of a live audience! Yeah! A great crowd, everyone here, every single person here is here because in this weekend they saw a posting about this event in the New York Jewish Week, so give yourselves a hand for coming for that. All the people did. No. <laughs> Thank you Jewish Week for that. Each month on the show a guest joins me and tries to read as many chapters as possible of my own personal translation of the Old Testament from the original Hebrew while I make fun of it. Tonight... We are reading the fourth portion of Exodus, known in Hebrew as Beshalach and in English as, uh, well, you'll find out in just a minute. Today is Monday, November 24th. Um, it's a very weird day. Uh, we are at Beauty Bar on 14th Street between 2nd and 3rd, just a few blocks away in Union Square. There are protests, uh, supposedly. People are waiting with bated breath to find out the uh, decision in the Darren Wilson uh, this is so, so serious. In the Darren Wilson uh, slash Mike Brown shooting, uh, at this point, we have no idea what's happening. Uh, I can say for myself and for the whole, oh my God, what the fuck Bible crew, we just hope that uh, everyone is okay and nobody, whether they are employed by the government or not, uh, decides to use violence. Um, that, I, there's no joke there. Um, it's Thanksgiving this week, so uh, we're kind of winding down at work. Um, I shouldn't be saying this out loud, but I don't think I did anything today, and I hope none of you did anything either. We're still going to bill our time. Yeah. I'm really excited for Thanksgiving. As a native New Yorker, I don't have to go anywhere. It's kind of the best. Um, people who have to travel are going to have to deal with the crazy uh, weather that's coming in on one day, so good luck to you. Hope you don't end up in Detroit like the Jets and the Bills did. The next show is going to be at Beauty Bar uh, on 14th Street on December 22nd. Um, we're not going to do an episode taping. It's going to be more of an open mic event. Uh, there are flyers here for those who are here. Um, it's going to be called Hanukkah Horrors. Uh, it's the holiday season, and as we all know, the holidays bring with them a lot of horrors, or horrors, I guess in English. And we want to we hear your horror stories. We want to hear uh, what happened over the course of the holidays. Uh, Jewish holidays or not Jewish, whoever you are, um, tell us your encounters with your families, the worst things that have happened to you on the holidays. Let me know if you want to perform. We're going to have it open to everybody so anybody can get on stage and regale our Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible audience with uh, their craziest stories. The reason we're not doing the episode here is because I'm going to be going to Warwick, England for the Limud conference. We're going to be recording Parshat Yidra. So that's really cool. I still have no idea who my guests are going to be, but I'm sure they're going to be awesome. I'm working with the, uh, the organizers to figure that out. I can't wait. So if you're going to Limud already, because it, the registration is really expensive, uh, please come to the show. If you're not, I don't, I don't blame you if you don't come. Um, 
The next show after that, this is kind of the last bit of housekeeping, uh, is going to be January 26th, right here at Beauty Bar. Again, we have not nailed the, des the guest down yet. We have not nailed the desk down yet. It needs to be nailed down. We have not nailed the guest down yet, but I'm sure whoever it is is going to be awesome. Again, thank you to Juicy.com for being our internet uh, partner, present tense, uh, who's doing an Indiegogo right now, so they helped me out a bit, so if you want to help them, give them some money. Why not? Ten bucks. Uh, Jewish Week for featuring us this week, and let's bring our guests up. Are you guys ready for your guests? So this guy... Um, is the president of Agency RX, which is an advertising agency, and he's also the president, he's a double president, of a modern Orthodox synagogue. Please give it up for Michael Schreiber! How are you doing, Michael? I'm great. How are you? How are you? Hey, I'm very excited to be here. I'm very excited to have you on the stage, and I'm excited that this time I remembered, and I need to get these to my previous guests, but I remembered to bring uh, the official Oh My God, What the Fuck wow. Bible mug for you to take home and drink whiskey out of. Has this been tobled? That has not been tobled, but it's ceramic, so you don't have to. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I know my Bible, or my rabbinic law, I guess. Thank you. Uh, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I'm a big fan of your show. Well, thank you. you um, you've been a guest who I've wanted to have on for a while. Um, and now we're doing it. I wanted to like talk a little bit about you. Um, so we said you're the president of a modern Orthodox synagogue, but I wanted to know a little bit so we can share with our audience your, your Jewish background. Sure. Uh, so I, I grew up, I think, a lot like, like you did. Yeah. Uh, sort of the centrist modern Orthodox world, uh, equal parts, yeshiva education, secular education, be a good Jew, yeah. get a good job, earn a living, be a good citizen, yeah. keep Shabbos, keep kosher, a tough, a, you know, a really tough balance. Yes. Um, but, you know, I, I, I embraced it. I looked up to my parents. I looked up to my grandparents who lived modern Orthodox lives. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of my friends who I grew up with didn't stay that course. Mm -hmm. um, most of them jumped to an extreme right yeah. or an extreme left. Like me. <laughs> Right. Uh, I mean, left. Yes. And um, <laughs> wait. Yeah. And uh, that 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 bothered me. Um, yeah. More, more more when they jumped to the right, it bothered me. Right. Left is more comfortable. Me. I think I had a very similar experience too growing up, and it, it may have gotten worse over the years. Um, there there really has been a very serious bifurcation in the modern Orthodox community between the right and the left, and that's really sad for people who are growing up into it because there's a lot of pressure to go one way or the other, or to go to the right or to go to the left or just completely drift off. Well, I think the pressure is to go to the right. Yes. Um, the reaction is to go to the left. Yes, exactly. And there are like six of us left standing in the middle. <laughs> which is And you're one of those. Which isn't folks. even a minion. Yeah. And you've been posting a lot of minions recently, too, on Facebook. I have, yeah. That, that was for my kids. Okay. Big Despicable Me fans, and we turned, uh, you know, the minions into different the, minionim. The, the names of the, the Jewish yeah. quorum of ten folks right, who have right. to there so, yeah, get the, together to pray. The Sparty minion, which was a minion with, like, a lot of hair. Yes. <laughs> and the Hashkama minion, which was a minion with a cup of coffee and sleepy eyes. Hashkama is usually the minion first thing in the morning. It's, it's a pun. It's a play on words. You get it. Okay. Um, that was like for an audience of three. Yes. <laughs> Somebody it's out there. Me fans listen, and Torah observers. There are, people listen to this show all over the world. Somebody yeah. out there is going to 
appreciate it and, and get really excited about Thank <laughs> you. despicable me minions with funny hair. There you go. Um, but I think I, I agree with you about the right and left, and I think it's really there's a lot of polarization in the world in general, but especially now in Judaism, and it's it's yeah. it's getting kind of weird. Yeah, um, it's uh, you know when I grew up, the phenomenon was. Uh, when when kids started graduated high school and yeah. they, they started going to Israel for the year, yes, that was a big deal, and they'd go to Israel. And when I was a little kid, and I'm much older than everyone here, yes, when I was a little well. kid, and they when when these guys, I shouldn't have agreed so quickly, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know everyone it's here. It's the truth. It's the truth. Uh, but when uh, when these otherwise modern secular American sports loving red blooded American people came back. From Israel, and they were wearing a black hat, and their tzitzis were out and whatnot. We all looked at them and kind of said, "This guy flipped out. That's, yeah, that's weird." Yes. And it was like, "What's what, that's weird?" But today, it's kind of the just the path that you go down now. I remember it's the yeah. expectation. Right. I and I, I I never understood why parents who were modern Orthodox yeah. who believed in a centrist viewpoint would send their kids into really a brainwashing immersive right-wing school. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, it's, it's a weird um, kind of feedback loop because there's a lot of social pressure to do it and the more people who come back from it, the more, pe the more social pressure is and it just continues to increase. The high school that I went to, I went to Yeshiva Haaretzion for my year after Israel and only lasted three months. Um, but <laughs> I, only two of the like 40 or so guys in my high school did not go to Israel for the year. Right. So I mean, you're kind of you're just given an Israel advisor yeah. in high school, and I've that's what it. you're doing. Here's how old I am. Yeah. I have a senior in high school who's thinking about going to Israel next year. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, she has the good wisdom to say, "I don't like learning. I'm not going to a seminary." <laughs> it's hard to speak uh -oh. up. But yeah. I, 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 I respect I know. her, but yeah. she's uh, you know she's a Zionist and wants a year off from before college. That's always so nice. So she's looking for, um, you know, more like Shayrut Lumi national service type yes. programs, and I, I admire that. So, you know, uh, maybe as a public service announcement, if you are a Jewish teen listening to this, uh, there are other things you can do in Israel than go to your yeshiva, Absolutely. and I wish that's something that I knew when I was in high school, because you can have a really good time and kind of do what you want. There are a lot of perspectives on Judaism that exist in Israel that might not be revealed to you uh, when you're growing up in a modern Orthodox yeshiva in New York or anywhere in the United States. Yeah, I don't think you even need to go to Israel to discover no, those true. worlds. You can come to Beauty Bar on 14th Street, the that's fourth right. Monday of every month. Or you can... Uh, yeah. You can go on the internet. I mean, I yes, think that's, exactly. uh, that's a pretty amazing thing that we grew up in, uh, in the yeshiva world where we're taught one thing. Yes. Uh, largely nonsense. Um, but um, And we'll know, get to the nonsense soon. We know indeed. Um, but there's, uh, there's a great deal of uh, intellectual Jewish thought out there mm -hmm. that when smart people are exposed to it, it's, it's really enlightening. And, uh, you know, I think the Internet has the opportunity to kind of save modern Orthodox right. Judaism. One of the websites that I'm really excited about is the Torah.com, which is trying Great to site. take, um, you know, modern Orthodox Jews who are trying to apply biblical criticism and the understanding that perhaps these books weren't written by God and given to Moses, but find a way for that to fit within the Orthodox tradition. And that's really exciting because 
from my perspective, I think that if you don't do something like that, you're just pushing away the smart people, and that's a way to like ensure that everyone who's around yeah. just buys this thing and isn't questioning it. Yeah, it appeals to the lowest common denominator exactly. of uh, wizardry and right. magic and fairy tales. <laughs> Which we will get into very soon. Um, yeah, I th so I wanted to ask you the question that I've been asking all my guests, and I actually um, have not asked for a little while because it didn't feel right. appropriate. But what's your first memory of me? Uh, so uh, my, my family and your family actually go way back. Yes, they do. Um, the, my, our parent, our, my, my parents and your grandparents, that's yes. how old I am, are, are friends. Uh, my, my sisters and your parents are very good friends. I've always admired your family. Your mother was my math teacher, actually. Uh, she, she was mine, too, actually. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she taught in the yeshiva system. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've, I've known your family for a long time, respected them, but because of our differences in ages, I didn't really recognize you until later and mm -hmm. my, my really my first vivid memory of David Tuffman was I was uh, in the young Israel of uh, Hillcrest happening okay. I knew your father I admire your father quite a bit and I saw this kid sitting next to him or standing next to him with long hair yes and at the time if you're in an orthodox shul or synagogue and I had long hair because that was my shtick and I saw this other guy with long hair. I'm like, A, he's encroaching on my style. I don't like that. You know. But more importantly, B, I'm like, there's, there's something going on in, in that guy's head. Because you could tell you're, you're in shul, you respect your family, you have some affiliation with, yeah. with, with your tradition, but you're struggling with something. And I, and I always kind of uh, had my eye out. Filed it away. Yeah. I'm like, that's an interesting dude. So it's really funny that you say that um, because... You always stood out to me as somebody who had long hair. <laughs> and I yeah. did actually steal your style, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I knew I could get away with it if Michael Schreiber did it. Oh, well, I appreciate that. I've, I've, I've lowered the bar for all my Exactly. <laughs> and with that, are you guys ready to read the Bible? <laughs> are you ready, Michael? I'm very excited. Yes, I'm ready. All right. This is Torah, a loose translation. Book two, names, uh, part four, when he sent, chapter 32, in which God decides to take the kids on a detour, Exodus 13:17 to 13:22. When Paro sent the nation, Elohim was not loving the route that passed by the land of the Plishtim. It was just too close. When they see war, Elohim said, the nation might retreat to Mitzrayim for comfort. Uh, Mitzrayim, by the way, now empty of all of its buildings and agriculture and uh, animals, but comfortable, I guess. So Elohim took them a different way. They went through the desert of the Reed Sea. So I mentioned this in passing last episode. Um, the Red Sea does not exist in the Bible. Uh, I won't pretend I know where the misnomer came from. There's some people think it's a transcribing error with maps over the course of the years. But the words Yam Suf, which are the Hebrew words, translate as Reed Sea. So that's what I'm going to do. That makes a lot of sense. Sure. And then you transcribe read to red. Exactly. Eventually, somebody will copy my Bible enough, it's going to go back to Red Sea. But. There you go. <laughs> the sons of Israel rose out of Egypt in battle array. Where did they get the weapons from? They had time to get armored up but not bake bread. <laughs> Moshe took Yosef's bones with him. Because the sons of Israel... The, li the literal sons of Israel, remember, this is back in Genesis when they made the promise... Uh, they, they had seriously swore it, saying, when Elohim redeems you, you will raise my bones with you. 
which is uh, quite different from the way Jews are buried uh, today. Yes, absolutely. Well, uh, Yosef and Yisrael were both um, mummified. When in Rome. <laughs> yeah. In Rome. Or in Egypt. When in Egypt. Okay. Do dance like an Egyptian. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm having some Okay. 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 They left Sukkot and camped in Etam on the edge of the desert. Oh, okay. Hashem traveled in front of the people. By day, he comforted them along the way in a pillar of cloud. By night, he lit them in a pillar of fire. That way, they could travel day and night. Oh, my God, that's so exhausting. <laughs> the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire never left them by day or night. Okay, that's chapter 32. This. Now, this is chapter 33, in which God starts planning his devious trap. Exodus 14, 14, 1 to 14, 4. Speak to the sons of Israel, Hashem said to Moshe. Have them go back and camp out near Pihachiron, sure. between Migdol and the sea, in front of Bald's phone. Wherever that is. I have a timeshare in Bald's phone. <laughs> you, you know, that's a scam. I've heard about that. <laughs> It's very crowded for Yeshiva week, but I can, might be able to get you. <laughs> You'll camp under it by the sea, Paro will say. There are ocean side views, though. They're lost in the land, closed off by the desert. I'll strengthen Paro's heart, and he'll chase after them. That's so unfair. I will be honored through Paro and all of his army, because I am Hashem. So, go, yeah, you can finish the chapter, and then I'll have a comment. That's what they did. That's what they did. So, uh, Michael, again, you're saying Hashem instead of Yehovah. I am. Yes. Um, but again, this is, I, I, it's fine. I just want to call out that this is, again, Jehovah saying, I will be honored through power in all of his army because I am Jehovah, repeating his name and declaring it. Yeah, I, I really, uh, I can't intellectually wrap my head around why I can't say the name of God the way it's written, but yeah. uh, this is part of my tradition that I, would offend my family and friends and <laughs> congregation. Totally get it. And, I totally uh, understand. You're the so. president of an ad agency. It's important. You, know. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you don't say Jehovah. So true. And much easier to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. That's all for this week. If you like the show, please find us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and the web. Or drop me a line at omgwtfbible at gmail.com. And please share the show with all your friends and rate and review it on iTunes. But most of all, be sure to listen to the next episode, because next time, in the Bible... The sons of Israel left with an upraised hand. Which I imagine means they were just fist-pumping the whole way. <laughs>